podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to make a play to stop this draft. That last run, in fact, again, they push the pile for the first. And the pass is picked off. It's picked off by David Harris, who gets away from Brady. What a turn of events. Now being chased out by Trumper at the 10-yard line. Suddenly, the Jets' defense responds when it looks like the Patriots were ready to drive it right down the field. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Victor Green. Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show, all the way from across the pond. Here are your hosts, Biff Sweeney and Richard Kinley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. This is episode number 180. I'm your host, Biff Sweeney, joined here by my good friend and draft analyst, Rich Tinley. And we're back after a little break. Um, we finished up just before the Senior Bowl. Um, seen a few uh, good additions the Jets could look at in the senior bowl. Like Hayner was the standout quarterback. Uh, offensive line looked good. Um, and then before we come on here, we were talking about the quarterback position. Like myself, uh, don't know about yourself, Rich, but it's getting a bit tedious at the moment uh, listening to the media going on and on and on about the quarterback position but Jets had a really really good meeting seemingly with Derek Carr in New York they're meeting him again in uh, Indianapolis this weekend and he's meeting two other teams Carolina and he's meeting uh, the Saints uh, for the second time Um so hopefully by the end of this week or maybe early next week it'll be all over and we'll have our starting quarterback. And then you've got the whole shenanigans that uh, the Jets are looking at. And it, it could be all media driven, um, but they're looking at Aaron Rodgers and that's all up in the air after Aaron Rodgers came over his four-day uh, spell in the darkness. Absolute fruitcake. So... I don't know. Like for me, I just I'd like I'd like to know who my quarterback is going into free agency because definitely not Zach Wilson. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I, I've been kind of taking a little bit of a break from the football for the last couple of weeks myself. Uh, just the uh, QB conversations and New York Jet fans don't mix too well. Let's just put it that way. Um, everybody has their ideas. Um, the vast majority of them completely wrong, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of tough to listen to. And like, I suppose at the end of it all, uh, we've got zero control over what they do. Like, uh, I kind of would like to think that um, our GM is quite sensible, as in, like, yeah, as I said, we were you said we were discussing a little bit off air. Uh, I got a text message today saying that Mariota was uh, was getting cut, and I've also like heard that Carr's uh, looking for twenty five million a year, 
Um, and like, I'm just wondering, like, at what point, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you could get Mariota for four million or Car for thirty-five, like, at what point would like Mariota become the better deal for most fans? Uh, I, I don't think for some of the fans that kind of don't grasp the sport, there'd be really no real price. You know, fans would probably pay fifty million for Car as opposed to a million for Mariota because they see Carr as just the better player without the kind of the difference in team you can have with that additional cap. So, yeah, I kind of hope Joe Douglas kind of appears to be that type of guy so far in terms of the contracts he has given out in free agency uh, beforehand. Um, I'm not saying he's afraid to spend money. I think... uh, Looking at Tomlinson's figure this year after his fourth season, uh, kind of proves that. But yeah, like you have Aaron Rodgers in the discussion, you've got uh, Carr in the discussion, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo in the discussion, and you know, like what we're talking about kind of three old, well, old lore in terms of Garoppolo's case, he's not exactly ancient. Uh, but I, I just mean in terms of like Rogers there, how long is he really going to be a viable option for? Um, in terms of car, you've got, um, you know, the whole premise of like, he really didn't do anything when he was on a rookie contract. So what is like, you know, if I was to compare car to somebody in terms of the type of impact he would have in a free agency move would be somebody like care cousins. You know, you, you sign Derek Carr, you potentially become the Minnesota Vikings. Who are the Vikings? A, a team that kind of make the playoffs quite regularly, but when they get there, you know they're not good enough. Now, that's probably good enough for some fans. It, it's not really good enough for me. And and that's kind of a best-case scenario with, with Carr. Again, um, I don't know. For me, I would be looking at kind of like... If I could pick somebody tomorrow and, and get this player in for under 10 million, I'd have him starting next year. And that would be Brissett that played for Cleveland last year. I think he's, um, bordering he's on in a, in a, in terms of a game managing quarterback, he's bordering on Shite. elite. No, I, I would disagree. I like, yes, he's prone to the odd mistake and stuff like that. But in what he actually can do and in terms of what we have at New York. Um, I think he could uh, put up decent numbers and, you know, we can put up and score points. Now, again, we're talking about the quarterback position. You know, like, I think the biggest thing we could do next year is if our, like, if our O-line was bottom five this year again, like it has been for basically 10 years, I, I think if we go to having a top 10 O-line, like we've seen the impact, like last year, we had a top five defense the year before where I think we had a bottom five defense and in that kind of um, change and transformation to how the defense played this year, the impact in the trenches going from like one of the bottom five, one of the worst to one of the best had a huge impact on that. And I think similarly on offense, if we can fix the line and become a top 10 O-line, like regardless of who our quarterback is, as long as he's kind of cheap, you know, and we can spend elsewhere to add talent, we become Super Bowl contenders. 
you know, with, with a good O-line, if we start dominating in the trenches, and I know everybody wants to have a quarterback for the future and, you know, have that position sold up, but it's really irrelevant if you can't block from. It's kind of irrelevant if you can't, like, have a run game, you know, that me that takes the pressure off them. So the O-line, again, for me, is the most important thing. It's the, it's the thing we should be concentrating on getting right and fixing. Yeah, the quarterback is that kind of, you know, sparkly position, the kind of, you know, the sort of franchise kind of... Um, face shall we say is usually the QB so of course everybody wants a nice shiny one that puts up great stats and looks great but winning is more important (laughs) you know and if you can win more games without one of those guys uh, by spending on the rest of the roster then that's what I want us to do and I hope kind of Joe Douglas feels the same well for me Vala, the well, Tannehill's off the board, off the table now because Tennessee came out uh, during the week and said he's their quarterback for the future, which I kind of delighted because he's uh, injury prone. And I've never really rated him, even when he was at Miami, never really rated him as a quarterback. Um, yeah, uh, game, guy, but apart from that, I never really rated him. Um, then you look at um, what's his name from Seattle. Gino. Who? Gino Smith? No, he, oh, he's, he's Seattle, yeah. The Jets, well, rumour has it the Jets were looking at him, but he's not getting out with Seattle, not after years after having, which I would, I'd would, i rather see Gino Smith than Mar- Mariota. Uh, then you got the 49ers uh, quarterback that's been released fairly soon. Um, and for me... Another injury-prone quarterback that I don't want any part of. That can't finish. He can't. He can't play half the season because he's either out with a sore toe, sore something. So that's him out. Carr can sign next week. Um, he's going to come in. He's going to go into OTAs. He's going to. He's a big team guy. I rate him highly. Um. Why? Just because he's a he's a he's he's to me he'd be a top ten or maybe just outside the top ten quarterback in the NFL. Like he's been with the Raiders since he came out in round two in the draft, and he the Raiders since they've had him, they've never really looked at it. They've never really built around him properly. They've always had a shite defense. They've always had a shite. Uh, Head coach, uh, coaches around them, like even players. More than probably most quarterbacks in the NFL, Ian, he's played from behind. Like he says, they have had a, a bad defense, so he's had a lot more time to inflate his stats. Like if you're twenty-one points up against the Raiders uh, at halftime, you're probably coming out the second half playing a little bit softer defense. You know that bend, not break type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So while having a bad defense probably saw him uh, seeing easier ones themselves. So in terms of like it's like I, I looked at uh, I compared Car I forget who it was I compared him with I think um, I'd rate him higher now than Kirk Cousins and, and that's what like was cut, uh, no um, Baker Mayfield 
Oh, exact geez. same stats as Carr. Exact same stats as Carr. There's not a hope I'd watch uh, Baker Mayfield in the green and white because well, he's not only a troublemaker. What have you seen in Carr that's better than Mayfield? Uh, well, he's been to the he's been to the Bro Bowl three times. He's been to the playoffs. Baker Mayfield's a punk. That's it. And I don't want him near my locker room. Um, like Jacoby Brissett. You're basically has, bringing in Brissett, bringing in um, um, your man you named uh, from uh, trying to find his name now. Um, from Atlanta. Who, Teddy Bridgewater, or is it? No, he's playing. He's playing with um. Oh, Ma- Mariota. Yeah, Mariota. Them two guys now. That's like they're backups at best for me. And if the Jets are going to bring in the likes of them two, or even the likes of Baker Mayfield, good luck because I I won't be watching them this season. Um. If I'm a GM, I'm aiming high for a quarterback because I'm not wasting the players that I'm have, I have on the roster. That's what I look at. And I'm using the best quarterback I can get to go to the playoffs and to make a good run in the playoffs. That's the way I'm looking at it. And them three players just don't do it for me. But would you, can, would you can sort of, how would you say, you agree with me in a way that... Um, if you sign Derek Carr, you become uh, Minnesota Vikings in, in the terms of, like, that's kind of the money you're spending on the level of quarterback you're spending, and those are kind of be, going to be your results, except for the NSE have probably got fewer teams with QBs on rookie deals. So not only are we going to have a kind of an average guy, we've probably got more teams with QBs and teams spending less than $10 million on their quarterback while we've got 25 million spent like so we've got Derek Carr and a 25 million disadvantage to half the AFC yeah well I I rate Carr higher than Cousins I think he's a better quarterback um I think his, he's his stats more. His play has never shown that to be fair well to me Cousins shown when a you, lot when more when you have a team around you like so the Vikings then you're going to get the stats he didn't have the but, team like the Minnesota Vikings. He didn't have that roster. He didn't have that defense, that um, offense either. Minnesota Minnesota won the division this year and had the 30th ranked defense. Still had a you know, fantastic like, offense. You're, you're saying about like, and you're, so, but Derek Carr, he has the 24th ranked defense. That's the reason why he's only won see, games. Did you see his head coach this year? You know what I mean? <laughs> his head coach Sorry? wouldn't even let him make audibles at the at the offensive line. Like that's a he that was a, that's a joke of a uh, an organization. I don't disagree, but part of that organization had like uh, our own four quarterbacks combined to win more games than Derek Carr did last year. And and we're looking to replace all four of them for a guy that we've won more games with without with the trash we had. We didn't have that many. You know, like, as trash. much as you're talking about, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
uh, there's not many guys has had Devontae Adams, like probably the best receiver in the league. They've got a, another probably top three running back and run game as a, a sort of a crutch for him to use over the when last couple of years. Sorry? When he's fifth to play. Yeah, but in general, yeah. like you, you even look at like the tight end position there over the last couple of years, the guy there has probably been one of the best and most well, common sort of exciting guys in the league. So like in terms of weapons, check, he's got lots of them. In terms of a run game to lean on, check. The only thing that he's missing is a defense, but he wins six games. But similarly, you look at Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. He's got the 30th ranked defense, probably not as good of a run game. Certainly no way as good a wide receiver or tight end as what Carr's got. And he's putting up better stats without those guys. And your case is not as good as Carr. Sorry? I disagree. I think he's probably got the best wide receiver in the NFL at the moment. And the Mediterranean for probably one of the best tight ends in the league as well. In? Hawkinson. Right, but he had he didn't have him for the whole year for a start, right? Not for the whole year. Uh, again, well, you might say he's he hasn't done what the Raiders' uh, tight end has done yet. So while he may have the potential to do so, he still kind of has to show it. And you know, Cousins been a better quarterback than Carr might be able to bring out more of him. So like, yeah, like it's. If he's as good of a tight end as he is supposed to be, then he probably should have put up stats with somebody not as good as Kerr Cousins. And, and what, you know, he has played with two kind of good quarterbacks there when he was in Detroit. And what's your thoughts, Rich, on the Aaron Rodgers talk? Because for me, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Um, but he's got this aura around him that he's not a bad egg, but he's difficult and he's got weirdness around him about him as well like going into the dark a dark room for four nights or four days that's that's bananas to me um then he doesn't turn up to the OTAs or anything like that if you got let's car for instance he's going to try and attract uh free agents he's going to turn up to OTAs he's going to be in the locker room working with his team where for me I don't think Aaron Rodgers is I think Aaron Rodgers at the moment is all about Aaron Rodgers and then is he going to give you two years is he going to restructure what are they going to look for in compensation I'm not giving them um, first round or first round plus for a guy that you don't even know if he's going to be here in two years time oh yeah I think um his age is a real, like, sort of hold back on him because he hasn't got long left in his career. Um, the fact being that he would cost money in a trade would be, or cost uh, picks, like, in terms of giving up picks for him. Huge picks. Honestly, like, I probably wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't take Rogers if I was getting three fourth round picks from Green Bay. Yeah. That's I'm... how against taking on his cap figure I would be. So, yeah. You know, like, um, Rogers would be a big no for me. Carr would be a huge no for me. Garoppolo, if he was coming in under 25 million, is kind of a maybe. He, like, if he was c- coming in in the maybe 18 to 25 million range, 
over the course of two or three years, I might actually be okay with that, even though he's not able to stay fully healthy. And particularly coming to the Jets with the line we have, he, he ain't likely to do that either. So, yeah, like for me, as I said, I would be kind of looking lower down the board, like your your Brissett, your, your uh, Bridgewater, your Mayfield, your Mariota, whoever it is that could be a game manager for a year or two. I'd probably draft a guy this year as well uh, and sit him for a year and then have that guy take over the following year. Again, I'm looking at potential Super Bowl windows. I think I think when it comes to like signing a vet and somebody that's expensive, whether it be Rogers, Carr, or if Jimmy G comes in over 30 million as well, Teams can't compete against teams who have rookies on teams. Like, you know what I mean? Um, you look at when Kansas City was winning a Super Bowl with four million spent on Mahomes on his rookie deal. You have um Yeah, but Mahomes Jones is special. Win. Yeah, but you have Cincinnati. Well, Russell Wilson, was he special enough to do what Mahomes did? Because he's literally done as a rookie or on a rookie deal the exact same thing Mahomes did, which was reach two Super Bowls and win one. You know, and but he's not, you know, he his special, like why he was special was because he was doing what he was doing for less than a million quid a year on both seasons they made the, the Super Bowl. So that gives, like, Seattle well, probably one of the best sort of squads available in terms of the amount of money they could spend on the rest of the roster. You know, they had more money than probably everybody else in the NFL to spend on the the, the remaining 21 starters because they would less than a million spent on the QB. You, you've seen even uh, the Rams, they reached the Super Bowl with a QB on a rookie deal. The Eagles won the Super Bowl and reached another uh, QBs on rookie deals. So you know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them reaching Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls, as in like teams with good quarterbacks, like your Rogerses and your cousins, and you know Prescotts, all these guys that are supposed to be the next best things, along with all of these like elite superstars. Are watching all these lads playing in the Super Bowl regularly. Like you talk about Rogers, he's a great quarterback. He hasn't reached the Super Bowl or played in one in about twelve years. One of yeah. the greatest players of all time can't get over the likes of Ka- uh, Ka- Kaepernick on a rookie deal. He's less than a million as well. He's playing in the Super Bowl while Rogers on probably about 22 million is watching. You know, that 21 million advantage is the difference between him watching and San Francisco playing in that Super Bowl final. Same again. I think they like they did get to a Super Bowl playing Jimmy G 20 million as well, which was quite a high figure and you know, Kansas City did win it again this year with um, Mahomes, which was a fairly high, was the highest cap figure of all. Like it's, it's actually suspiciously high, if I'm being honest. Like the jump in terms of cap percentage spent on, like went from twelve percent to se- over seventeen in the space of like two years. Like that kind of jump is colossal, but that's a different story. But yeah, like in terms of where I would want to be positioned in the Jets. Again, this whole kind of quarterback thing is not really relevant for me yet until I see we can fix the O-line. 
So I'm quite okay with having the kind of a game manager quarterback that's cheap, that helps us fix the O-line in terms of saving cap to do so, that helps us build a better roster again by saving cap to do so. And then when we have a team assembled around that game manager, that hopefully if we can draft a guy in the second round this year and sit him for a year, if he comes in after getting developed on the line, We've got uh, one of those very cheap quarterbacks for ourselves with still even more money to then surround them with talent. And we become like the same way Cincinnati were on. Like you look at the Bills with Josh Allen. All these teams are doing great. Like even like Herbert with since uh, with um, the LA Chargers now. Sorry, I was going to say San Diego still. But, you know, there's a lot of like young guys that are coming into the <sighs> league and their team winning lots of games there are look even you know like Tua was a laughing stock before the start of the year no he did play very very well but like around Jet fans like you know like uh, Wilson was kind of like seen as the laughing stock so I think Jet fans kind of looked at Tua and uh, Mac Jones uh, the other QBs that were kind of on rookie deals in our division as kind of bigger jokes but you know both of them were closer to reaching the playoffs and Tua actually did reach the playoffs ahead of Carr, ahead of Russell Wilson, ahead of Tannenhill, all these like all these kind of bang average quarterbacks, like even like Watson with, with Cleveland, big money spent on him, supposed to be a superstar. Jets finished higher up the AFC rankings than them. You know, and that's with me taking their quarterback who actually did well in his absence, Brissett. So, yeah, like a lot of these kind of expensive, more mature quarterbacks have on our side of this, uh, the league this year was certainly looking up at us after playing Flacco, Wilson, uh, White and uh, Strieva. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, like for me, I would kind of stay the course and see what those teams above us are doing and they're getting to the playoffs with QBs on rookie deals. Now, so like we've improved. I don't get the need for panic in terms of we need to find somebody now. We really don't because like going if we go into the NFL next year or season with the same O-line and play the same, like uh, have a, the same like rankings of O-line rankings, it's irrelevant to our quarterback is because A, we're going to, have them injured weeks. B, we're not going to have a run game to support them. And C, it'll be just another clusterfuck. Do you know what I mean? The old, the defense will be looking, and then it, it won't be the QB's fault. It'll be the uh, GM's fault, or it'll be the manager's fault. But it's really the fans' lack of understanding's fault. And and to build a team like the QB kind of is the final piece, not something you get in the middle. And we're nowhere near needing that final piece, so I don't get the panic. You know. For me, Rich, a lot of the teams you mentioned in quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, that done really well. A lot of them teams hit lucky with these quarterbacks were the Jets. The Jets, when they draft the quarterback, they either draft the wrong guy or they draft the guy in the room. They don't know how to handle a, a young quarterback, which is a major, major issue with the Jets. And it has been for a long time. Is, is there any of those QBs that are above us, uh, the void of talent around them? Because every Jets quarterback that we drafted previously it was entering a team devoid of talent. So you look at, uh, you look at, let's just say, Kansas City a couple of years ago with Mahomes. 
lots of talent around them and more brought in along the way to help them. You look at Joe Burrows, lots, probably one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Like the trio they have, like are all first and second round picks and still on those like kind of cheap deals. Like they've got some great, great players because they've had the cap to surround these. They brought in your man, Trey Hendricks off the Saints and let uh, Larson go, paid him a million quid more than we paid Larson. And, you know, he's a far superior player for them than what uh, Larson was for them the previous year. So exactly. they're getting upgrades because they have, so he, like those guys that are reaching playoffs are, sur- are surrounded by talented players. We've never had that with, like, with players coming in on rookie deals, really. You know, we've given up on them after two years or three years because we haven't been able to surround them with any talent. We now kind of have a roster where we're we're becoming like, let's just say, the LA Chargers, where we have as much talent as them when they drafted Herbert. Now, yeah, I get that some of it is Herbert's talent, but what helps that talent develop is having all those guys that we never had with our guys around them. You know, those wide receivers that are in the league that are reliable, that safe, that those uh, guards and centers that read a defense, that understand, you know, what's happening on the, the other side of the ball and can call out stuff. So all of those things are huge, huge additions to how a, a guy on a rookie deal plays. And all of those things were things that we never had for our rookie quarterback. So, well, yeah, we have done crap. To say that um, other teams have done better with more talented quarterbacks, yeah, you are correct. But when you look at our roster, those quarterbacks were entering a lot healthier rosters, a lot more talented rosters than what we've been provided with our guys before. And I think we're kind of at the stage now where we are kind of close to providing a roster like that. So that, you know, maybe, as I said, maybe not next year, but if we could get a guy to sit for a year and then you know, add even more talent, maybe fix the O-line, maybe we have a top 10 run game and he's coming in in the second year after having a year to sit, maybe play the last two games of the season or whatever, or four games to kind of blow them in. And you've got like a a new four-year window where you can have a cheap quarterback to win the Super Bowl with. And like, you're going to go against teams that has Derek Carr at 35 million while you're maybe paying 7 million for your guy. So you've got somebody that could be as good as Carr and you've got an additional 28 million quid's worth of talent to put around him that you wouldn't have with Carr. So to me, why would you have Carr when you could do that? Well, for me, you know? when you're talking about the draft, Rich, this year, outside the top four, because the Jets aren't getting a top four quarterback this year, unless they trade up big time. And I don't think uh, they're going to get ahead of the teams in front of them. Um, I don't see a quarterback good enough later on after the top four. I don't like your man from um, Florida. I don't think he's good enough. Um, he's a good runner with the ball. That's it. He doesn't have the IQ to be a quarterback. I didn't see it when he was playing for uh, Florida. Um, the other, other quarterback that could click if he was given time would be Jake Henner. That's the only guy I can think of later on or mid-rounds or later on in the draft. Hendon Hooker, I don't know. I just, when I looked at him with Tennessee, like the guy from uh, Florida, he he likes to run more than throw the ball. But look, I could be wrong. Hendon Hooker could be the best quarterback in that draft. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's, 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 as much as we might have seen guys in. I was just going to say, you look at like the likes of San Francisco has a very, very good team built. Nobody would have thought Pauly would have come in and did what he did. Been the, like every team in the NFL passing him half a dozen times. So like while we mightn't actually see one, I think the whole purpose of like my plan is like, yeah, draft one maybe in the second or the third round, sit him for a year to learn the offense to develop those skills that he's not coming in like what we see him in college. He's coming in with a bit of a better understanding and he's coming into a team that's stacked with talent, just like San Francisco was this year, which in my opinion was a huge help in how Brock Pordy looked and played because he was very, very good. But how was he drafted that low then? You know, some of it was his skill, but others was he was falling into a lovely, lovely position where he was surrounded with like, Lots of good things to help him as in regards to a brilliant O-line, some great receivers, a run game, coaches that understood how to play with a young quarterback. So, you know, he fell on his feet there. And from, like, outside of the first round, I'm sure we can find somebody like that potentially, like, while we sit and develop him. If he doesn't develop, then, you know, it's kind of nothing lost if we don't use a first round pick on him. But... You know, we should still even win games with a kind of a, an average guy coming into it. Like, two, I wouldn't put as a, a big superstar kind of quarterback putting up big numbers. Hill definitely helped him this year, and he did look really, really good. But, like, you know, coming out of college, we kind of said the same with him, like that he'd be bang average. But, again, if you surround them with enough talent, these average guys can potentially be good enough to make that jump. And, you know, maybe you do reach the Super Bowl, maybe you do win one. Yeah, well, that's why I think the Jets in the draft, because I think it's, I don't think it's a good draft. I think there's a lot of, a um, lot of depth with the offensive line. And I think the Jets target uh, two or three offensive linemen in this draft, to build up their uh, offensive line, keep it young. Um, and to grow it together. And I do think the Jets will go grab a car and maybe grab a guy later on and trade away Zach Wilson. That's the way I look at it. Unless they're going to keep Zach Wilson. But at the moment, I just don't see Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Same. Yeah, I'd trade him in a second. And I think that's why um, Joe Douglas is talking him up so much. Is to try and get a little bit of value on it. It'd be smart thing to do. Yeah. All right. Well, we spent the whole half hour talking QBs. Yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Um, <laughs> the the underpants awards is on at the weekend. <laughs> the combine. So um, I can't see that being any good. And Sports Social Podcast Network.